going to try to get in our series again. Uh, always miss the series when we're not in it. And uh, when we haven't been in it in some time. And uh, this evening we're going to do a long intro to a short message. A lot of times it's a short intro to a long message, but that's not. It's going to be tonight. So uh, <clears throat> we'll try to find our place in Genesis chapter number 47 tonight. Genesis chapter number 47, we're coming to a close of this. Uh, we have a little bit left, and uh, but at the end of chapter 47, as we read um, the other day, Jacob dies, and uh, um, but we skipped a lot. Um, last time we were in the series, I preached on finally together again, and we learned how Joseph uh, secured and how he settled and how he um, supplied his family there in the land of Egypt as they came down and put them in the land of Goshen. And um, as the, as the, they, they, had, they had a wonderful family reunion together. Um, I mean, you think about it. Um, Jacob had not seen his son in, uh, for some 20 to 25 years, somewhere around that vicinity. <clears throat> and I've spent my time reading, <clears throat> as I've spent my time reading the life of Joseph, he was a man who I would say um, had his life together. Or so it seems. He had his life together. Um, I know a lot of things happened in his life, but he had his life together. And um, so let's read our text tonight. We're going to go through about <clears throat> about um, 14 verses here. And um, in Genesis chapter number 47, last time we preached from chapter 1 to, chapter, to verse 12. And then I read in verse 27. <clears throat> excuse me. I read in verse 27. <clears throat> that um, over there and it where he supplied for his family that was my last point where Jacob had I mean, Joseph had supplied for his family but we skipped from verses 13 to verse 26 and I told you I hope to come back to it and so the Lord gave liberty and we're going to go back to it tonight verse 13 of chapter 47 of the book of Genesis the Bible says and there was no bread in all the land for the famine was very sore so that the land of Egypt and all the land of Canaan fainted by reason of the famine. And Joseph gathered up all the money that was found in the land of Egypt and in the land of Canaan for the corn which they bought. And Joseph brought the money into Pharaoh's house. And when money failed in the land of Egypt and in the land of Canaan, all the Egyptians came unto Joseph and said, Give us bread. For why should we die in thy presence for the money felleth? That means the money just simply ran out. And Joseph said, Give your cattle, and I will give you for your cattle if money fail. And they brought their cattle unto Joseph, and Joseph gave them bread in exchange for horses and for the flocks and for the cattle of the, herd, cattle of the herds and for the asses. And he fled them, fed them with bread for all their cattle for that year. When that year was ended, they came unto him the second year and said unto him, We will not hide it from my Lord, how that our money is spent. My Lord also hath hurt our herds of cattle. There is not aught left in the sight of my Lord, but our bodies and our lands. Wherefore shall we die before thine eyes, both we and our land? Buy us and our land for bread, and we and our land will be servants unto Pharaoh. And give us seed that we may live and not die, that the land be not desolate. And Joseph brought, bought all the land of Egypt for Pharaoh, for the Egyptians sold every man his field. 
Because the famine prevailed over them, so the land became Pharaoh's. And all for the people, he removed them to cities from one end of the borders of Egypt even to the other end thereof. Only the land of the priests brought, bought he not, for the priest had a portion assigned them of Pharaoh, and did eat their portion which Pharaoh gave them, wherefore they sold not their lands. Then Joseph said unto the people, Behold, I have bought you this day in your land for Pharaoh. Lo, here is seed for you, and ye shall sow the land. And it shall come to pass in the increase that ye shall give the fifth part unto Pharaoh, and four parts shall be your own for seed of the field, and for your food, and for them of your households, and for food for your little ones. And they said, Thou hast saved our lives. Let us find grace in the sight of my Lord, and we will be Pharaoh's servants. And Joseph made it a law over the land of Egypt unto this day that Pharaoh should have the fifth part except this land of the priest only, which became not Pharaoh's. It never mentioned one thing about his brethren in there. Not one thing, not his father or any of those. And uh, it might, they, I guess they would have been considered within that group uh, in the Egyptians, but it does not speak of them in any way, shape, or form. And so that's why it seems like it's kindly an interruption in between Joseph given provision and given their, um, the family the land of Goshen and then obviously the death of Jacob. And so we're going to ask the Lord's help tonight um, and um, we'll see what the Lord gives us. Lord, we love you. Thank you, God, for your goodness, your grace, and your mercy. Thank you for the opportunity to preach again. Help us tonight. We'll give you the thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. So as we read through this, as, an, as I mentioned before, Joseph seemed to have everything together. Seemed like he had his life completely together. He seems like he knows how to handle it. And every single occasion in his life, it seems like he knows how to handle it. Seems like he has the wisdom in everything. And in that, he proves to be the closest type in Scripture of Christ. Um, you know, in the last message of this series, I read verse number 27 and mentioned these, three, these verses as some very important verses. Uh, but it mentions nothing about the family of Joseph, uh, which is odd uh, because for the last while we have seen and we have been preaching specifically on Joseph and his brethren and his family. And so it seems odd that here is um, some interruption of this 13 to 26 uh, of verses that say nothing about him because from like, verse, from like chapter 43, it only talks about his family. And, and so, so all of those things, and it, seem, it almost seems like it shouldn't be there is what it kind of seems like. But uh, I believe it is important, and I believe there are some things that we can learn from this text uh, regarding our own Christian lives uh, that I would like to apply tonight with the help of the Lord. Uh, we all in here believe that all Scripture is giving uh, uh, by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for proof, for correction, for instruction and in righteousness, right? We all believe that, that that verse in Timothy is completely correct. Uh, then this can help us tonight if that's the case. Uh, this interruption, if you will, reminds us that while Joseph 
was dealing with his brothers, uh, there was still a famine going on in the land. Uh, there was still things going on in the land, even though Joseph was dealing with his brothers, uh, and he was dealing with his father, and he was dealing with all of those things, getting them occupied in the land of Goshen. Uh, there is still a famine going on in the land of Egypt. And so even um, all of those things, uh, even in his land, there is a famine going on. And Joseph has dealt with many troubles throughout this series uh, and throughout his life that we have seen. And maybe all of those have matured him uh, to a point to be able to rightly lead a load of people through all of these uh, these pestilences, all these uh, trials, if you will, um, and all these um, places of, of, of famine in this land. Uh, but here's a few that we did go through. If you think back, he lost his mother at a very young age. Uh, he went through all of that trial, and there was jealousy, and there was envy, and there was hatred, uh, and there was fighting constantly going on within his family. He was betrayed, he was thrown in a pit, and he was sold into slavery by his brothers. Uh, he was lied on and falsely accused at Potiphar's house. Uh, and said that he tried to get Potiphar's wife and that sort of stuff, and he was put into a prison uh, um, because of something that he didn't even do. Uh, and so then he was um, the butler in prison uh, who promised to remember Joseph uh, and to help him, forgot about him for two years, uh, and he um, was still in the prison for all that time. Uh, and then he was once he was eventually promoted to prime minister of Egypt uh, under Pharaoh's leadership. And once he was promoted, he immediately. Uh, he immediately has to deal with the entire nation of Israel and the entirety of the land, the Bible says, famine. He has to deal with so much, yet all we have all we have all noticed uh, that in every trouble he goes through, Joseph shows us uh, great faith and great wisdom in each one of them. And uh, in this passage we have read tonight, uh, we're allowed to see exactly how the Lord used Joseph to stop uh, to stop a nation from dying of starvation uh, and chaos that could go on uh, in that land. And as we pick up the story as of today, uh, I would like. To to look back at a few verses that I didn't preach through. I want you to look back with me in Genesis chapter number 41. And I, I, I told you I wanted to cover every single verse and all this, but we just had to skip over some. But in Genesis chapter number 41 and verse number 54, the Bible says, I think we read through this, but we didn't really preach through it much. The Bible says, And the seven years of dearth began to come according as Joseph had said. And the dearth was in all lands, but in all the land of Egypt there was bread. And when all the land of of Egypt was famished, the people cried to Pharaoh for bread, and Pharaoh said unto all the Egyptians, Go unto Joseph what he saith to you, do. And the famine was over all the face of the earth. Joseph opened all the storehouses and sold unto the Egyptians. Excuse me, and the land of famine waxed sore in the land of Egypt, and all countries came into Egypt to Joseph for to buy corn because that the famine was sore in all the lands. You're probably wondering why I went back to it. Well, here in this passage that we just read, uh, the people are hungry and they come to Pharaoh for help. Uh, he, um, his advice to them is very clear in verse number 55. Uh, Go unto Joseph and what he saith to do, do. 
do. And so what, what, do, what do the people do? What did they do? Well, what Joseph said, uh, and as a result, they made it through the famine of that time. Uh, and here's the point of the message, don't miss this. Uh, the people were brought to the end of themselves and their own resources uh, at that time. And they turned directly uh, to Joseph because they knew that there was no future apart from him. Uh, they knew that they would not make it without Joseph. Uh, and Joseph was able to save the nation from famine and I believe this could help us in our Christian walks as well I have six short points throughout this message tonight and six applications to give you and I'll be done I'm going to preach this thought he said it do it he said it do it I want you to notice number one with me Joseph I want you to notice six things that Joseph had of theirs in the text we read tonight number one Joseph had their pocketbook that's what he had in verse 13 the Bible says and there was no bread in all the land for the famine was very sore, so that the land of Egypt and all the land of Canaan faded by reason of the famine. And Joseph gathered up all the money that was found in the land of Egypt and in the land of Canaan for the corn which they bought. And Joseph brought the money into Pharaoh's house. And so Joseph had the pocketbook of all the people in the land. But you know, he didn't have to take it. They willingly gave it to him. How about that? All of the people were placed on the same level. There was no longer rich people and there was no longer poor people. They were all just people. And every dime that was brought under the leadership of Joseph at that point of time, and I say this lightly, but Joseph had full control of the money of the people. I want you to notice two things. I want you to notice the direction of the money. The Bible says in verse 14 that it was for the corn. It was for the corn. The money went to the provision of the people. And I believe that the Lord knows how to supply for us too, don't you? If we will do our part based upon the promises of God, He will do His part. But I tell you the truth is that God in His grace oftentimes don't wait for us to do our part. He just does His part and still provides for us. And that's Him in His grace. Grace is simply giving us what we did not deserve. That's grace. And God gives that to us. And I tell you, I'm thankful for it. And here he was in this text, uh, and it was for the corn, uh, and the money went for the provision of the people. Now, it was the provision of the people. Think about that. Now, if you were to think about that, you were to find uh, probably that if you if you read on a little farther, you'll find uh, that this same money that he got in uh, helped them after the famine was done. Uh, the money that helped them uh, to get what they needed in the famine was the same money that helped them outside of the famine. Uh, I tell you, the Bible tells us, I have been young and now am old, yet have I not seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging bread. The Bible tells us, but my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. I tell you the truth, Joseph also types the Lord here. In verse number 13, the Bible says, and there was no bread in all the land, for the famine it was very sore, so the land of Egypt and all the land of Canaan fainted by reason of the famine. In Mark chapter number 8, the Bible tells us very clearly right there in verse 2 I have compassion on the multitude because they have now been with me three days and have nothing to eat so the fact is is that he supplied food when there was no food and so Jesus done the same thing the direction of the money now I want you to notice the detention of the money now Bible says it was into, brought the money into Pharaoh's house. 
I believe this can be used as an application at least. Uh, Their money went into the storehouse. Their money went into the storehouse in the place where it could be used for needs now and needs later. Whatever they needed, that money could help them at some point in time. And we can begin to read the next verse and find that it was spent and we understand that. But I'm thankful for the church. Amen. I'm thankful for the place where money doesn't stop but money starts. And money is sent through the church. And money is sent out of the church. And the application for this whole point is this. Our money needs to be in the hands of the Lord. We should strive to bring every cent we possess under the leadership of the Lord and let Him use it in His work as He see fits. Amen. He'll provide for us. That's what He promises. But He tells us to give, and we do. And I'm thankful for that. The attention of the money. Joseph had their pocketbook. Second thing I want you to notice that Joseph had. Joseph had their possessions of now the Bible says in verse 15, When money fell in the land of Egypt, in the land of Canaan, all the Egyptians came unto Joseph and said, Give us bread, for why should we die in thy presence? For the money felleth. And Joseph said, I Give your cattle, and I will give you for your cattle, if money fell. And they brought their cattle unto Joseph, and Joseph gave them bread in exchange for horses, flocks, cattle of herds and ashes. And he fed them with bread for all the cattle for all that year. For all that year, the Bible says, for that year. And so when the money ran out, the people traded their livestock. They they traded their possessions uh, for food. And everything they possessed uh, was brought under the leadership of Joseph. I want you to notice three things. I want you to notice the command. Uh, The command was simply give. Uh, He says in verse number 16 at the beginning, And Joseph said, Give your cattle. Isn't that a good application? Hallelujah. They said, Joseph said, Give. So what did they do? They didn't say, Oh, I cannot give to you, my Lord. I cannot give it to you. But when they needed something, they decided they would give. I promise you, if they gave before, it might have been helpful for them. I I don't know if they didn't give before. But they gave, uh, and he gave. Gave back. He gave them what they needed for bread after they gave. There was a command and it was to give. There was compliance and it was they gave. The Bible says very clearly in verse 17, the beginning, and they brought their cattle unto Joseph and Joseph gave them bread. So because their command, the command was obeyed, they were compliant to that. Therefore, they gave to him and he gave in exchange back. They were not in any way, shape, or form going against it. They gave what was commanded in compliance to the leadership. That's something we ought to do every once in a while. I think we ought to do it every day. We ought to be compliant to the one who's in control of our lives. The command was to give. The compensation was they gave. And then the, I mean, the, the compliance was they gave. And then the compensation was they gained from it. How about that? Because of their obedience to giving uh, they gained uh, it back it was sufficient uh, as the Bible says at the end of verse 17 all that year it was sufficient because they gave uh, and this reminds me of a verse that we preached on not long ago in the paradox series uh, in Proverbs chapter 11 verse 25 there is that scattereth uh, and yet increaseth and there is that withholdeth uh, more than his meat but his, it tendeth uh, 
to poverty. Proverbs 11 verse 24. And just as John Bunyan said it, I've said it before. A man there was, though some did count him mad, the more he cast away, the more he had. He that bestows his goods upon the poor and shall have as much again and ten times more. When you give to God's people, when you give to God's work, when you give to everything that God wants us to give to and give to sinners that need to be saved, give to missionaries and when you give to the house of God and when you give as you should give then guess what friend I tell you the truth God will gain you will gain from giving I'm not a prosperity preacher I'll never preach prosperity but I believe if you do your part you will prosper it's just as that the Lord said he'll provide our needs according to his riches and glory and I believe that I believe we can note through this thought through this whole point that it shouldn't shouldn't it be the same for us and true in our life that everything we have should be dedicated to the glory of the Lord if you possess anything that cannot be dedicated to the Lord to be used for his glory it has no place in your life anyways it ought not have a single place in your life the Lord ought to have our possessions Thirdly, I want you to notice. So he had their pocketbook, their possession. Joseph had their property. The Bible says in verse 18, When that year was ended, they came unto him the second year and said unto him, We will not hide it from my Lord, how that our money is spent. My Lord also hath our herds of cattle, and there is not aught left in the sight of my Lord, but our bodies and our lands. Wherefore shall we die before thine eyes, both we and our land? Buy us and our land for bread, and we and our land will be servants unto Pharaoh, and give us seed that we may live and not die, that the land be not desolate. Joseph bought all the land of Egypt for Pharaoh, for the Egyptians sold every man in his field, because the famine prevailed over them. So the land became Pharaoh's. Joseph had their property. When their money was exalted and their possessions were all gone, they gave Joseph their land and it was under his leadership. I don't have much on this one, but again, we everything we possess ought to be in the Lord's leadership. Amen. It ought to be given God and ought to be given God for his use and as he sees fit, friend. Uh, I tell you, after all, he is essentially who blessed us with it in the first place. Is that right? I mean, everything we have, he ought to be in his hands and given back to the Lord. Uh, the Bible says in James chapter 1 and verse 17, uh, it says, Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and coming down from the Father of lights, uh, whom there is no variableness uh, or shadow of turning. Uh, he is the one who blesses us with our property, with our possessions, uh, and with our pocketbook. And it ought to be given back into him when he has it. Amen. He had, Joseph had their property. He had their possession, their pocketbook. And then also notice in verse 19, Wherefore shall we die before thine eyes, both we and our land, by us and our land for bread. By us and our land for bread. And we and our land will be servants unto Pharaoh and give us seed that we may live and not die. That land be not desolate. Verse 21, As for the people, he removed them to cities from one end of the borders of Egypt even to the, end, other, the other end thereof. Joseph had their person. 
He had their person. When their pocketbook, their possessions, and their property was all gone, uh, they willingly gave themselves up to be servants uh, of Pharaoh in exchange for food to eat. Uh, And the fact is, we do not have to do this under grace. Uh, Y'all with me? We do not have to do this under grace. But you know, it's still right. Uh, If you claim to be the Lord's, uh, He must have all of you. Uh, He did not want all of Isaac. Uh, He did not want part of Isaac. Uh, But He wanted all of Abraham and that's how God works throughout the New Testament and throughout the Old I want you to notice two things about this I want you to notice number one he bought them out verse number 19 wherefore shall we die before thine eyes both we and our land by us and our land by us and our land Joseph bought them for their good you with me tonight Joseph bought them for their good this is another place where we see that Joseph untaps our Lord and Savior the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter number 6 and verse number 19 for ye are bought with a price ye are bought with a price Acts chapter number um, Lord help me Acts chapter number um, somewhere around there in, in the book of Acts the Bible says that you are bought and purchased by the blood of the Lamb and he paid for our debts friend he bought us and Joseph bought them out of death is what he did thank you Lord he bought them out of death is what he did they they were going to die. They were going to starve. They were going to live in chaos. They were going to do all those things. But Jesus, Joseph bought them out. And Jesus bought us out from dying, friend. The Bible tells us for the wages of sin is death. And the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Therefore, type in Christ again. Here is Joseph in John three sixteen. The Bible says, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believeth Him should not perish. He bought us out of death, friend. And I'm glad he, we will not perish, but have everlasting life. He bought them out. Secondly, I want you to notice, He brought them out. That's how God works. The Bible in verse 21, And as for the people, He removed them to cities from one end of the border of Egypt, to even to the other end thereof. Once they were bought, they were seemingly immediately headed to another land. They became servants of Pharaoh at this time Uh, they were willing to do it uh, and I believe the application here is the fact uh, that of of considering self Uh, sometimes we're able to give the Lord everything we own uh, but we keep ourselves back for our own means uh, our own needs uh, for our own use Uh, but His will is for us uh, to give ourselves wholly on the altar for His glory hallelujah Romans chapter 12 uh, and verse number 1 says I beseech you therefore brethren by the mercies of God that you present your bodies a living sacrifice holy acceptable unto God which is your reasonable service and be not conformed to the world but be ye transformed by the renewing of the mind that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God it is God's will for him to have all of you amen, amen. amen. Joseph had their person that's the fastest I've ever preached four points. Here's the fifth point. I want you to know another thing Joseph had. He had their placement. The Bible says in verse 21, And as for the people, he removed them to cities from one end of the borders of Egypt even to the other end thereof. Even to the other end. I know I already hit on this and I won't stand alone, but I must make a small application here. 
Joseph moved the people from the country and other areas and brought them into the cities uh, where work and food distribution could be uh, more easily managed. Now think about that. Think about that. Here's a, here's a note. Just as a reminder, if we are going to be in the Lord's will, you and I really have to say have to say no. In where we we really have no say in where we're going to go. Right? We really have no say at all in where we're going to go or, or what we are to do. Uh, now we belong If we belong to Him uh, and if we're obedient to Him, uh, we'll go as He guides. Uh, where He takes us uh, is where we want to be. Uh, where He takes us, he, we're going to be. We better go, uh, but lead us. Uh, uh, he, he's going to lead us how we, and guess what? He's also going to lead how long we're going to stay there. That's what Lord does. If He's Lord and He is, then He's Lord of our lives. He ought to be Lord of our lives the whole time. Fifth thing. So that was the fifth thing. He wanted the po- He had their pocketbooks, their possession, their property, and their person and their placement. Last thing I want you to notice tonight. See with me. Joseph had their production. Now the Bible says in verse 23, And then Joseph said unto the people, Behold, I have bought you this day in your land for Pharaoh. Lo, here is seed for you, and ye shall sow the land. And it shall come to pass in the increase that ye shall give the fifth part unto Pharaoh, and four parts shall be your own, and for seed of the field, and for your food, and for them of your households, and for food for your little ones. And they said, Thou hast saved our lives. Let us find grace in the sight of my Lord, and we will be Pharaoh's servants. And Joseph made it a law, and over the land of Egypt unto this day, that Pharaoh should have the fifth part except the land of the priest only, which become not Pharaoh's. I just want to make a small... This is not exegesis. This is eisegesis. You not, might not understand that. This means I'm putting something in this, and I'm not putting something in. It's just my own opinion. That's not what I'm talking about, but I want you to catch this for just a second, all right? I want you to think about this. Uh, this tells you... that. Be, look at verse 25. And they said, Thou hast saved our lives. Uh, let us find grace in the sight of my Lord, uh, and we will be Pharaoh's servants. It shows uh, when somebody doesn't pay their tithes uh, and when somebody's not willing to pay their tithes. Thank God for a church that's willing to pay their tithes, uh, that's willing to pay their missions, uh, that's willing to do that. But let me tell you something. It shows a person's salvation uh, and their grace that they've seen in the sight of the Lord when they ain't willing to pay their tithes, uh, when they ain't willing to do this, uh, and when they ain't willing to do that. But Joseph had their production. uh, At the end of the famine, everything in Egypt was under the leadership of Joseph uh, and Every person, every plant, every produce, etc., etc. And in His grace, He gave the people seed to sow on the land and allowed them to keep 80% of everything they raised. 80% of everything they raised. Now, He says a fifth part. So if we're dividing 100 by 5, it's going to be 20. That means they gave 20% to Joseph, to Pharaoh. They gave 20, everything they produced was subject to a 20% tax. I wish that we were like that around here, but we more than that. They take a lot of junk out of ours. But this is what Joseph did to be sure that there was grain during the famine. This is what Joseph did. So when it all was brought to the storehouse, they would be enough if one had too little. Right? Isn't that how that works? Now think about it. And this is what he did to make sure the people would succeed after the famine. 
them in it well, as well. And once they get back up on their feet, uh, they'd have a little bit of help along the way. Uh, but I tell you, everything Egypt what produced uh, was brought under the authority and leadership uh, of Joseph. Uh, and let me tell you, friend, God doesn't ask uh, His people to give Him 20%. Uh, the principle He laid out for us in the Old Testament is 10%. Uh, and that is a principle of the Old Testament that we will continue to carry out at Mountain Valley Baptist Church. Hallelujah. The New Testament principle, though, although the Old Testament is 10%, the New Testament is more under grace. Guess what? Everything's more under grace. Everybody says, well, there's 613 laws we do not have to abide by. And you are completely right in essence. But can I just tell you, everything gets harder under grace. You say, well, what do you mean it gets harder? Well, let me just tell you. He said, thou shalt not commit adultery. Is that what that right? Let's go to the New Testament. He said, if you look on a woman you've committed and lust after her, you committed adultery in your heart already. And so he says, uh, you shall not, uh, you shall not kill. Uh, thou shalt not kill. He said in the New Testament, if you even think about killing him, you've committed the laws of all of them. You've broken every sin that there is in one. Uh, he says, if you even have uh, any hateful thought in your mind uh, against your brother, you ought to go to him before you ever bring any gift uh, to the Lord. Uh, but I tell you, is that it, though, through the shed blood. Uh, of Jesus Christ uh, and being under the grace of God uh, we don't have to worry about that as much uh, but everything got more in the New Testament there's a bigger standard in the New Testament but the Old Testament principle we're not the fact is is this the New Testament principle is this is what I'm going to call it not limited to 10% but that is Still, where judgment is made. If you're not giving 10%, God will judge. Simple as that. God will judge. But if you're giving more than 10%, you're in a good standing with the Lord, and you ought to be. But you ought to give as He leads, as He directs. We should be giving more to the Lord. I should be giving more to the Lord. I'm just telling you the truth. The Lord asks us to give Him 100% of everything we have. That's the point. He asks us to give Him 100% of everything. And when we do, He will show us how much of that 100% that He wants invested in His work and how much of that 100% we can keep for our own use. Amen. Through the guidance of the great shepherd. That's what He is, friend. The money and the man needs to be brought under the leadership of the Lord. And that's the case tonight. So some Bible scholars are critical about how Joseph led this. I have nothing to criticize is, you know, is, if Jesus is the Lord and Savior of your life, you'll have no problem giving him all these things. Amen, Amen friend. Amen. The people of Egypt did not criticize Joseph. They just done it, right? And in fact, they credited him, credited him for saving their lives. Verse number 25, And they said, Thou hast saved our lives. Let us find grace in the sight of our Lord. In the sight of my Lord. I tell you the truth tonight. If we'd look at the Lord and seen how much He went through and seen how much He done, we'd give a whole lot more of ourselves. Amen. Amen. We'd give a whole lot more. In this passage, Joseph, Joseph is a picture of the Lord Jesus Christ. Just as we said, the same advice that Pharaoh gave to Egypt regarding Joseph in Genesis chapter 41 and verse 55, the Bible tells us, that whatever he saith, says unto you, do it. Do. 
And we look and we're, we're, we're the mother of Jesus in John chapter 2 and verse number 5. The Bible says, His mother saith unto his servants. This is when Jesus turned water and wine. His mother saith unto his servants, Whatsoever he saith unto you, do it. Do it. You know who he's talking to? Any servant of the Lord today. If we're a disciple of the Lord, we ought to be doing what he says to do. It's just as simple as that. If Egypt had leadership of all these things, they would have surely been in torment. If they had, if Egypt had leadership, if the people had leadership of all of this famine life and all this thing, they would have been in torment and they would have been in misery and they probably would have died. But the same is true with us. In our flesh, we mess things up. It's just as simple as that. Uh, let me ask you this. Are the, the areas of your life I mentioned under the leadership of the Lord? Are, is your pocketbook, is your possessions, your property, your person, is your placement, and is your production, is it under the leadership of the Lord? If he, if he doesn't, he, it should be. It should be under his leadership this evening. And let me give you one last word of, word of advice. He said it. Do it. You can stand to your feet tonight. Lord, we love you. We thank you for this night. We pray, God, you'd bless us. Help us along the way. Lord, pray, God, that you would help these people, Lord, to and help me, Lord, whatever you say unto us, Lord, that we would do it and we'd be obedient to you. We'll bless your holy name for the opportunity to preach tonight. And we ask you, Lord, to help your people, and I pray that you did through the preaching of the word. We love you so much in Jesus' name. Amen.